ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of You're on the List with Brett Ernst and fucking Robin over here. Pete Giovine. <laughs> Pete Boy Jones in the studio. You can tell what this episode is going to be about. Oh, you know it. You know it's coming. Mr. David Bowie. Oh, yeah. Guy rocked every decade, 60s, 70s, 80s. Transcended time, some would say. Um, and space. Now, I got to be honest with you. Yeah. This is one of my favorite David Bowie songs. Oh, yeah. Um, but I don't really know that much about music. So, uh, or this type. <laughs> if we're doing shitty, like, you know, if, if, shitty songs yeah. of the 80s. If you're doing freestyle songs that no one's ever heard before, I you kill that. it. You kill it. Hip hop, I'm on it. But change your time. So we brought it to our studio. Wow. I'm so happy to have you, friends. So happy to have him. Uh, creator and host of the uh, rock. What, what, how do you how do you call it? rock comedy? It's Not rock just, comedy. It's uh, just every, the, I think the motto is the rock greatest comedy thing ever. Every it's the goddamn comedy jam. Goddamn, goddamn comedy jam. Every comic who wants to be a rock star gets to be. Yes. Well, this, ladies and gentlemen, in studio right now is Josh Adam Meyer, the Josh. host and creator. Of the goddamn comedy jam, comedy jam, which Thank I've you. done by the way, and you and Nyla, yes, uh, you were probably one of the top. I'd say the perfect performance between stand-up uh, story of why you chose the song, and then song. And uh, also, you also get the best booking situation I've ever gone through is with you because I've known you for so long. And you call me like, dude, it's going great, good for you. And then you literally like stop, there's a pause, and you go, so when are you going to give me a fucking date, dude? Come on. <laughs> I'll when be you honest with you, it, with all, all jokes aside, yeah. the fact that I even had to ask should be an embarrassment and a mark on your fucking soul. It's a mark on your soul. You're right, you're right, because you're, but you're always on my short list. It's always finding what I think, the, the one thing that I concentrate on is I, I will never trade a spot to make the show so I get more shows and I'll never forget about the people that I know will kill it it's just putting them in the perfect yeah, lineup I and I think you can agree the night you did it it was a wide variety and you fit that perfect well, no, here's thing. what. but here's what happened you, you promised me a date and then, you, <laughs> then you're like we can't do this date and then we did it again and then you can do it and then finally I'm like dude the fuck are we doing? <laughs> hey, Josh, and you're like, you're right. I'm sorry. I apologize. Even though I love you to death, I'm kind of scared of you. When you, I mean, Angelo and Gerard have been backed in a corner when you were going off about you're like the, the Democrats and the Republicans. We need an independent. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, yeah. well, uh, do you want to go back to your mama jokes? Because we've been killing it. Hey, Josh, for yeah. uh, listeners that might not know the uh, goddamn comedy channel, yeah, tell, explain, tell, the tell, explain the format. So, so the show is uh, four comics, sometimes five. Uh, each do about eight minutes of stand-up. Then they tell a story about why they chose the song they're about to sing, and the story can be about the artist, the song, a time in their life. doesn't make a difference. Just relate to the audience why you chose it. And then the lights change, smoke comes out, the audience stands up, and it becomes a full-on rock, rock or, or hip-hop or whatever experience. I, I got to tell you, Pete, it's the fucking best. It's the best idea. Oh, it's a great idea. It's fucking the best show. It, I meant, literally, dude, It's there's been nothing like this in comedy. It was original. Now, by the way, just getting into uh -huh. the origins of everything. Sure. Because this is how far fucking back I go with you. Sure. Okay. You're, you're day one. Like, you're, it was like, like I say I have a few comedy Yodas that I that I call if I have a problem. Like, Sickler, Ryan Sickler is one of them because we're both from Baltimore and I've known him a long time. And then you. It's like, if there's an, I've always, if there's a problem, I call Brett. So yeah. it's it's like... So you are right. You should have been on show number two. I was like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, no, 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 no. Like show seven. It's good. <laughs> no, show seven's but, uh, good. So he used to have the show at the Unknown Theater, right? And people would do comedy, and then afterwards there was a band, and it was... Uh, it was Elemental P. Elemental P, who's, yeah. your, who's your house band for the... Uh, exactly, yeah. Uh, for the show, and then... Um, 
It was Chris... Um, Kovix? Yeah, the owner of the theater? No, uh, come on, man. Chris, Jace, Chris Newberg. Yeah, Jay, yeah, but the the musicians that went up. Chris Porter. Chris, Chris Porter. Porter yeah. oh, dude, what we had... I was, played the drums. What we had was it this was so beautiful much fun, thing, dude. Pete, because it was... It was like was, a fucking band. Because it was like literally Sarah, uh, Tiana, and Laura Vadivi ran this show, and then it would, at the end of it, it really all started at her birthday party. Remember when everybody, they roasted her, and then suddenly everybody started putting music on, and all the comics were partying, and you were doing like... like you know how New Edition would sing in the studio, <laughs> yeah, dance shit. We were dancing, and and then uh, it just it just evolved because the theater wasn't so much just a, it wasn't a comedy theater. It was just this guy was real. This guy, the owner of the theater, was literally what just a theater cokehead. was it? Pardon? What theater was it? The unknown theater. Oh, fuck on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Santa Monica. Yeah, yeah, I remember so, yeah. that. Well, you used to come with yeah, Swarty yeah, all the yeah, time, yeah. and just guys get drunk. You, and can, you can get beers you, here, but you can't buy them. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> it was, was five dollars all you could drink. No oh, one ever so paid five dollars, yeah. and then the, the the place shut down because. So that's the, where goddamn comedy jams. Like that's the roots of it. We're back in the unknown theater. Well, Sarah and Laura dropped it. Me and a couple guys took it over. I hosted it, but there was the band was kind of like our light. So if Brett would go up and do some time, yeah. when his time was when the light would come on it would excuse me it would just be the band walking on stage and it wasn't until because nobody really played around with the band when they were up there it wasn't until we did a variation of it at this theater in studio city where adam divine did his set and there was a light audience nobody was really into it and then he was like do you guys know this song and they were like yeah and then they he did some like some like tony bennett song and the crowd went bananas and so this is like 2010 and that was when i was like oh this is cool but as a performer and at my maturity level i wasn't ready to do the real jam so i sat on it for four years kept saying i want to do it got better as a comic made more connections and then i ran into burr at the comedy store and he he used to come by if you don't remember he used to play drums sometimes And we talked, and he goes, dude, we should start playing music together again. He's like, I got my drum set set up, I'm playing, and I go, well, here's the show, and I pitch it to him, and then he goes, I'm in. And once he said I was in, because you know what it's like trying to start a show in L.A., you put a great lineup together, but some people don't come. Oh, dude. Even if you have a cool catch or whatever, and once he said he was in, I was like, I got to find a venue, I got to set a lineup, and I got to do it, because now I know I'll have people. Not not for nothing, but what Jeff Dunham did with puppets... I'm dead serious. Okay. Because people people don't understand. That was his passion. Sure. And to find a way to do comedy, and I mean, that that was his passion, mm-hmm. is what you did with music. And and it was brilliant. You're, I mean, You're uh, like Jeff Dunham, dude. I am the, I'm well, the you Jeff know what Dunham I'm saying, yeah. right? To, 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 be able, to be able to get two <laughs> passions and, co- and put them together? Yeah. That's fucking strong, man. You, no, tell, you tell the 13-year-old Josh, hey, dude, not only are you going to be a rock star like you've always wanted to be since you were four years old, but you'll also be a comic, which you've always wanted to be since you were six years old, and both of them will be respected. Yeah, it's fucking great. Yeah, dude. I'd have a boner the rest of my life yeah. until now. Killed because it. it's and it. And, but here's the main thing, and I think all we, everybody that's listening or anybody in this room can agree. When you do something because you want to have fun and don't want money, I didn't, I didn't expect to get anything besides well, once a month, a great night. Now, for, for all the listeners, out there too uh this show that we're talking about is there's something big coming with there's it. so but which is so cool is that it's just well, we can't bigger. really talk about it yet but what, trust me it's it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be great awesome. it's the future what i really i uh, really enjoy and not just for me but for the band and these guys have been in obscurity and they rock so hard and it's like it's i want I always wanted to help them yeah and and to see where we're going i mean we're gonna starting in April. We have at least one or two festivals the whole year, music and then big comedy ones. That's awesome. Um, so it, it's it's just growing, and I think and this is this is the shit right here is that right now there are like five 
copycat shows popping up and everybody keeps sending me oh this guy's doing it now or this guy's doing something like that yeah, and, I go, it, it and I go matter. and I go <clears throat> go ahead yeah. go ahead and try because this is what I was born to do I'm, yeah. a, I'm a funny yeah stand- but the other thing too is you, the, the, the comics you're gonna get and the fucking band itself I mean, who's going to top it? We're not, we're, dude, we had, I mean, look who I've had. I've had, I've had CK, I've had Sarah Silverman, I've had Bill Burr at least 12 times. Yeah. And, and I mean, and the cool thing is, is that like, we almost had Chappelle last night. It's just, he showed up just a little too late. We had just ended the show and it's growing to where it's not just going to be stand up comics. It's going to be like Will Ferrell's going to do it. I know he's going to do it. We're going to get it where it's the story and the song when we do, That's if we, awesome, if we do and a TV version or whatever, it's going to evolve. If, if Wink. It's, it's, a, it's just, it's so, <laughs> <laughs> let's just say this. Everything's going so well that I quit the job at the strip club and I'm just going to get for a few months and I'll be okay. Absolutely best strip club voice ever. Yeah. yeah. Can, can we hear something? Yeah. Like- okay. This, this, here's my, this is how I sell a three for two. I go, all right, y'all, go in the back, buy two dances, get one free, save a little bit of green. Get everything in between, y'all. You know what I'm I love it. Coming up, honey dip on the main stage. <laughs> Swear to God. Dude, he, he, well, uh, Josh was the um, strip club DJ. I was. For what? For like 10 years uh, now. No, I did it. I was a bar mitzvah DJ through college. And um, do you remember Alex Moore that used to work at the comedy yeah, store? Yeah, of course. So I, I, I was hosting the improv open mic back in 08, 09. And he goes, he go, he goes, dude, I know you've been looking for a job. Because um, he bounced there, right? He bounced at a Spearmint Rhino up in Oxnard. He goes, I know you've been looking for a job. You like restaurants? No. He goes, I bet my balls if you go to a strip club tomorrow, you'll get hired immediately. And I'm, trust me, I've been looking for work for like nine months. I went to Rouge, which is this strip club. It's a, it's a Spearmint Rhino owned. I walk in. The manager goes, he go, I go, hey, I just want to drop off my application. He goes, we're not hiring. And I go, all right, man. Well, if you find, you know, if you ever need somebody, give me a call. And he goes, hold on for a second. <laughs> Say that again. I go, if you need somebody, I love to come back. And he goes, get on the mic right now. And they fired their daytime DJ to bring That's me on. That's great. Of my so voice. you were working the day shift first? And I, but I loved it, to be honest with you, because it's not as bad to be on. Like people shit on day shift strip clubs. But day shift is when the dudes with money come in. Yeah. The guy that's going to spend Great buffets, by the way. Great no, food buffets. No, not this one. Not <laughs> this one. Uh, but there are, listen, man, it just, I, the job was the means to the end. Because without that job, I'm not in L.A. anymore. Dude, you're, you're Baltimore white filth trash. I'm trash, <laughs> dude. I'm lower middle class. You know what I mean? And I'm Strong. fine with that. $5 I know. Dollar so what? Welcome to the club. Well, he's not. He's upper class. Yeah, you yeah. can tell. Yeah, Pete, 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 low, Pete lowers himself of to hang course. out with us. That's of true. Course. I do. Me and Brett have been through shit. Yeah. We, both got free, we got free breakfast every yeah. morning in elementary school. I just faked it. You guys had, like, you, you, knew what, you knew what truffle sauce was at an early age, you fucking <laughs> rich sauce. bastard. <laughs> no man, it's uh, it's really good to see all this shit happening for you, bro. Thank you. Um, but it's dude, this isn't like an overnight thing, and I think that's what's so cool is well, that nobody, we, no- you know, we people are just like I've had I've had like people that are really big in Hollywood go. He's like, you know, you did New Faces in 13. Why am I just hearing about you now? And it's just... Because they're assholes and, and they don't <laughs> give a fuck and they're riding dick right now. Right, that's what yeah. it's called. They're dick riding bitches. That's I what they like are. The, I, I feel agree. like the industry thinks that there's a process, like a, like a, like a, a sort of they like... They all talk uh, the same. They, 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 yeah. they, they think there's a process. Oh, we love it, him. It, we love him. Oh, oh. People do it in all different ways, and I just think that the timing of how everything worked out for Josh and and for your show was just like was was, sure. was perfect. And you had you had the right energy in it. You you were you were strict with your lineups. You put together great shows, and you built quickly a great reputation. Thank you. And they, once you do that, you, I mean, that, you did the hard work up front. 
for you to reap all the rewards now, man. So I, I you, think, you deserve it, Thank pal. you. I, I also think that it's there's a change coming in stand-up comedy where we're going to go back to the 80s rock stars. You see them start building with Louis selling out arenas and Burr selling out arenas and Kevin Hart selling out fucking stadiums. And I think we're sick of this alt yeah. pussy bullshit, which yeah. is, you know. Well, no, you can't. The, the great equalizes the internet. And and what makes it so great is it gives, it gives the, it creates the ceiling. It creates the bar, I should say. Okay. So what that means is that Hollywood can throw somebody on TV. Everybody, if they don't n- have nothing to compare it to, mm-hmm. yeah. then they think it's brilliant. Now sure. there's fucking a lot to compare it to. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of shit out there, too. But every cream rises to the top. Of I mean, course. look, we all agree, um, you know, and we're all I'm not biased because I have other friends as well. But Bill Burr is probably the best comic out there right Hands now. Hands down. Right? Hands so down. So now they're going to throw some, say, fucking shit, soft, clever, not really funny comic. And now everybody's going to be like, oh, if they didn't know any better, they'd be like, oh, this must be stand-up. Right. But now you have an opportunity to see real fucking stand-up. But you don't think the internet is kind of also ruining the no. live experience? You no, think, because you think it's, it's, making it's it a better? paradox. It's a paradox. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, most of my uh, ticket sales are from fucking videos, uh, you know, um, YouTube clips and shit that go, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not, uh, it's from the podcast too, believe it or not. This is what I've noticed is, and I think like uh, I'm in the process of starting one. I've had a bunch of people telling me to do it. And finally I'm like, you know what? I just want to, like, this is such a great I never thought podcasts would get big. I wish I would have gotten on the train when they first well, were starting. It takes a long time. Buddy. Sure, but you know what I'm saying. Like three it's like, years before you even start seeing, you know, and and it's 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 work, but at the same time, it's why Burr is Burr. Sure. I that, mean, if it wasn't podcast. for that fucking Monday morning podcast, dude, yeah, the whole world would be like, who who's this guy? Yeah. You know. Agreed. And, well, and, and, I think we, and we knew him, seven it, years ago. We knew seven years ago he was the best comic in the business. Hands down. You know what I mean. Hands and then again, man, there's so many comics that are doing it without television, and, and you know, and, and you're just another example. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You you took a chance. You did you did what you wanted to do. You put the show together. It takes off in Hollywood. Now you got people that would have never even fucking shook your hand riding your dick. Dude, this whole last lineup I had, this is how cool it's gotten. Uh, so Kevin Nealon, Harlan Williams, Maj Brownie, Steve Ranazizi, excluding Harlan Williams because he's done it before, every one of them called, got my number. Because I knew them vaguely. I didn't yeah. know Kevin, but called me and well, said, see, I that, want to that, do your that's show. That's, awesome. the other that's when you're waking up at, at, at 7 in the morning to watch the Redskins game at 10, and like two hours into the game... You know, Jade Catapretta is like, here, Kevin Nealon wants to talk to you. And he's like, please put me on the show. I've heard so much about yeah, it. Yeah, well, see, that's that so also dope. what makes that's you a what's... bitch-ass dude, because you made me fucking wait seven <laughs> nah, shows. Dude, I'm so sorry. <laughs> nah, man, because you ride dick, too, man. <laughs> I do ride dick. Well, well, listen, we got about... <laughs> I ride Kevin Nealon's dick all the way He's actually pretty sellout. cool, man. He's I, well, the listen, nicest guy. We okay. got, we got, we're down to 15 minutes. Yeah. Let's talk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a very short episode. There's not much I have to no, say. No, no, all the episodes are this brief, so to speak. So, with an exception of going like 12 minutes over yeah. but um we got the reason why you're here not For only because sure. you're, you're a good friend of ours oh, sure. you yeah. have an awesome show not to mention too and i and i'm and i'm going to get back to you really quick uh he when, when did you open it from it was when it did was, we work together it was, um i want to say it was right before spring at the la jolla comedy store and um not for nothing stand up is at a whole other level for you too man thank you you've brother. been turning nice. on thank you because you know i don't want to just associate you with the music because the comedy's fucking well, that's what strong. That, i mean listen i'm and that's what what's funny is the jam is kind of almost taking me away from doing regular stand-up but now that i quit that job I'm doing spots every night. I, I'm, as a performer, I'm so comfortable now because I have the confidence from the jam, which I'm just incorporating into stand-up. And now I, I just need to work on my material and just, just get it back to where I want it to be. 
and you know, stand up is the most beautiful art form in the world. The music best. is music is incredible because music is enjoyed while I always feel stand up is judged. But you know, once Ooh, you, you just that, blew my mind with that, man. It's just you, you know what I'm saying. Dude, no, if you hear a Taylor Swift song I, and it sounds good, you're gonna yeah, be like, yeah, I like that song. You're not judging it. You're not judging it. You're when you go to see it. a band, they want to hear your the old hits. shit. Yeah. You know, if you're a comic and you're doing the same, if you're bits, doing a roller skating rink bit, dude, this guy can't write. Well, listen, we have you here because you're a musical expert. Sure. Expert. Okay. You are, man. I know a little bit. The other night at fucking six in the morning, we were in the parking lot. We almost went down a big fucking rabbit hole. We were we were trying we were trying to equate if if the Wu Tang Clan were the Beatles who would each member of the Wu Tang Clan be? Right. I.e. like you're Method Man. Down, is, you're getting us down the rabbit hole. You're getting us down the rabbit hole. It was well, top ten bands of the '70s. Yeah, okay, in honor of David Bowie. In honor of David Bowie. All right, uh, because well he he extended all decades '60s, '70s, '80s, you know mm-hmm. '90s as well. Yeah, Dude, uh, but, just, his, but David it, was I mean I think Ziggy Stardust if I'm not mistaken came out in '69. And that was really what changed him because I think he was one of the first people, or well, one space, of the first few space to do Space Oddity. That song, yes, yeah, but I'm talking it was about. But I look at artists, not just at songs. I look at, at I look at complete albums. That's why, hands down, what we're gonna say right off the bat in 1970, you got it because they you know, they of broke the up 70s. that year. All because they broke up there. I'm still gonna say the Beatles. No, can't. You have to because no, you can't. The dude. Beatles were together for seven years, and on their last record, which is Abbey Road, if you're telling me side B of Abbey Road, which is just one long, yeah, but song, they don't count as a band of the 70s. Okay, okay. I'm saying this has to be the 70s. We didn't Ready say all. Me and said, yeah, she goes, that motherfucker's crazy. How the fuck? <laughs> if you do an album in 1970s, your last album, okay? How but are you a band of the 70s? But if it's still, well then, all right. Well, Does that make any let sense? Let me say this. Now, now, not just look at the band, look at how they broke away. You've got George Harrison doing All Things Must Pass, which yeah, is and Wings. You've got, you've got Wings, which now, was, if you argue which was Wings, the top-selling band of the 70s. Okay, if you want to argue Wings, then we could do that. No, I'm, but I'm saying... But now, would you the, say Wings... offshoot of the Beatles, that is... In my, because I'm a huge Beatles fan. I know you are. So it's, we so, know this. So That's in, why you're trying to push them on no, the as a band of the then, '70s. All right. Well, then you know. All right. Let's let's cut them out. Let's okay. cut out the Beatles. Well, you know, and excluding Wings. Excluding and technically, wings. they recorded in 1969, and it was released in 1970. True. 100%. What about the Rolling Stones? Rolling Stones. Yes. Yes. Of course. Absolutely. Rolling Stones, probably one of the most pure rock and roll bands. And what I love about them is that they were the drinkers, the partiers, the womanizers. That's what I miss about rock and roll nowadays. Is that you know your rock stars. You want them hanging yeah, for dear life. You don't life. want no bitches. You want to be dude. worried about the bassist. Yeah, yeah. Like, is he gonna make it? Yeah. Like, and, and can you re- believe that Keith Richards outlived David Bowie? I'm, that's what we, we were talking about that last night at the jam. Somebody brought that up, and they're isn't like, that "Amazing." Keith Richards is gonna outlive all of I'm us. I'm gonna outlive everybody, guys. Yeah. Unfortunately, I've done more drugs than all of you. I've literally <laughs> almost overdosed 19 times. Are you the know, Stones I'm, number one? For the seventies, uh, for all right, or Led Zeppelin. I think, I think for album sales and for longevity and where they are, and some of their best records came out. Now, Exile you, on Main Street of the seventies, Sticky Fingers. Yes, I will say. But let's see, dude, my number or Zeppelin. one. That, there you go. Oh, or yeah. do you say Pink Floyd? Yeah, because Dark. Excuse right. me, Dark. What dark about the Doors? The Doors. Are they on the last? They're more sixties. They're more sixties. I'm going to say this about the Doors. I think. They got a couple good songs. The rest of them can suck my dick. Yeah. I think. I think the Doors are Jim Morrison and Who Gives a Fucks. It should yeah. have been Jim Morrison and the Who Gives a Fucks. Yeah, because they're they because literally without Jim Morrison you got nothing. Right. He was. It wasn't even his albums were good. It was his live performances. Angelo Bowers, a, a comic friend of ours that passed away. I remember he used to always say his mom saw 
the doors early on in San Francisco, and she said, I've never seen a better performance in my life, and she still goes to concerts to this day. I don't think she's going to rock concerts like she did back then. Cause she's Is she going to go see... Uh- What's his name? Fetty Wap now? <laughs> dude, don't give a shit, dude. Fetty Wap. I mean, I'm a big strip club. No, That's wait. what's sad about not working at the strip club is that, <laughs> is that I'm like, I'm like, is this the end of my relationship with Gucci Man? <laughs> like, will I be able to still listen to Migos and Rick Ross? Because I know everything. Okay. But, but, okay, back to the 70s. <laughs> Because I, I can get off on a tangent about uh, this here, shit. Here's, all right, so now here's the thing. We, won't, we, don't have to prior, we don't have to put them in order right now. Top five. This is my top five. No particular order. Zeppelin. All right. The Rolling Stones. Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Bee Gees. Okay. Um, and uh, who, did we put the Carpenters in there? They had more number one hits in the 70s. They did, but hits don't mean anything. Are you going to say Taylor Swift or Rihanna is the best artist of 2010s? Yeah, but, but let's, just, let's just be honest. Uh, the Carpenters wrote They wrote beautiful sang. songs. Yeah, they wrote oh, beautiful no, 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 songs. No, 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 Not discrediting They're not considered music, pop. Not discrediting their music. Um, I, I'm really going to defend the Carpenters. But I, I'm not. <laughs> Dude, they were great. But in my opinion, we're talking about people like that. That that you know they're, I know they're merchandise. They're, dude, people well, I'm are still saying, wearing Led I'm Zeppelin saying, shirts. Like you know, well, I mean, Nile Rodgers was a brilliant producer sure. of disco, but I'm saying the Carpenters stand the test of time. It's not. I don't think uh, "Party in the USA" by Miley Cyrus is going to stand the test Great of song. time. Of course not. Of course <laughs> right. not. But I mean, we're, you, you're talking about record sales, the top selling. I'm saying overall. I mean, the Carpenters were dope. You got to give them props. You may not not put them in the top five. But well, you, I, they got to be in the ten of the seventies. Are, are the Sex Pistols the seventies? No. They're um, or is that, yeah, no, that is and the early eighties. But That's they, late. they, dude, yeah. they were one record. Yeah, yeah. They really just, they really just. Oh, Van Halen. Van Halen's in the, but they're late seventies. I thought we're talking about encompassing all. Yeah, well, I mean, from se- well if you're not, if you're going to discount it, it, the Beatles for for you know early seventy, you no, can't. No, 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 it's you, not early. They, they, their album came out in nineteen seventy, and that's it. The, if I'm not mistaken, the Van Halen started in 74, 73, mm-hmm. and played all the way up to fucking 1989 with Sammy Hagar. So they're really a band of the 70s. God, I wish we were doing the 80s right now. Dude, Van Halen won came out in 76, I believe. Rena, can you check on that? Please? What about Creedence Clearwater Revival? 60s, right? Fuck. Mm, I love I mean, fucking... well, when was the Vietnam War? That's all. That ended in 72, so, I think. So, but then maybe, maybe, I mean, you could throw them in there. I mean, there's honorable mentions. There's yeah. people, like, I don't look at Creedence Clearwater as a band that I'm going to consistently listen to, but I mean, Down on the Bayou or Born on the Bayou Dude, there's is so one of many my favorite great songs. songs. What about yeah. Sabbath? Sabbath. Oh, what, look at that! 1972, Van Halen came in. They were, they were, so they are absolutely because they had sure. Van Halen one, Van Halen two, Diver Down, Women and Children First. Uh, I think 1984 came out in 1984. Sure. So, but like, but they weren't. Well, I can't like, say that because I don't know. I was, I wasn't born 70s. until '79. You know, it's I always look at everything like from my perspective of how I've been alive. Like if we're saying, and not to switch decades real quick, but if you're saying, what are you? What are the biggest bands of the '80s? I go. Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction, hands down, one of the they, that they made two real albums, and they're still like people are wigging out that they're coming back to Coachella because they were the best okay. rock group of the eighties, seventies. I didn't live through. Now so, you talk about one album though, but it's dude. If you if you haven't put on Appetite for Destruction, listened to it all the way through, and not said that album, I'm not holds a fan. Up, I'm not a fan. But it holds up. I'm not a fan. Like, and that's think, what music I is. I think it's poppy. I think it's crap. I think well, that's what music is, though, Brent. I think that is what. <laughs> listen, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna pass over. 
over it because I can't. I have to. I have Axl Rose tattooed to my arm for Christ's sake. I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. But I, but I look at what I know. It's like, and so when you somebody says to me, "Well, what are your favorite bands now?" or the the prolific artists from your generation, I always say, and most people won't agree with some of this, but I agree. I say Beck. Because Beck has made con- continuously. All right, buddy, buddy, different- we got to stay in the seventies. I know. We got five minutes. I know. Jesus Christ, we tackle such a hard subject in five minutes. All right, here we go. Booyah. Well, actually, we got ten. We got ten. We got ten. Uh, so Wings. We for- Wings is definitely one of the top ones. Bruce Springsteen, dude. He came oh. out with Born to Run, man. Born to Run, which is, dude, hands right, down but, his but best now, record. Really quick, really quick. So we got a good boy. <laughs> we got we got to get the criteria going. Okay. We and have and no basically, is this: you could start in the sixties. But make your run in the 70s. Sure. You could start in the 70s, but make your run in the 80s. In the 80s, okay. What makes a band the 70s is that's when they fucking hit their hit their stride. Yeah. You know what I For mean? For sure. No, I like mean, Black Sabbath. That's they start in the 60s, but they're pretty much a band of the 70s. Sure, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> Rolling Stones started in the 60s. I mean, they transcend, but you gotta, you got. Oh, well, I don't know. They're like sixty-five to seventy-five. Would sure. you say? Mm-hmm. But then you, but like, even though he just passed away, we have to say then Bowie. Yeah, David because Bowie, Bowie absolutely. was like, I mean, Bowie. I mean, now, and I, I hate to say Ooh, that. Oh, Queen! That, How the fuck do we forget Queen? There you go. There you Queen's go. top five. Mm-hmm. Dude, Queen's what about uh, Fleetwood Mac? Oh, oh, no. strong for sure. Like, I'm not the biggest Fleetwood Mac fan. Yeah, but dude, they're. So we will never understand, like I always like to say, we'll never understand how big, how really big Elvis was or how really big the Beatles were because we didn't live we didn't through live it. it. We just are seeing what our parents are telling us. But, dude, imagine a nation shutting down because <laughs> the Beatles are playing on television. Now, true, there's only three channels at the time, so you got to watch that. Or it's the McLaughlin group because he was probably on <laughs> do back you know, then. Do you know Elvis <laughs> is the only artist in Vegas that his first show to his last show, every matinee... Is sold out every fucking. Show. I don't do he. That's the thing is that like I know you're a big Elvis fan, huge, right? Huge. I, I do love him. Uh, his music. I'm like, yeah, but I just love him as a person. And well, what he it stood was very, for. it was very simple back then, and you know, and again, it's who the Beatles idolized. I mean, you know, everything is, you know, that, that's the thing that that bothers me when you look at evolution, things that evolve. Mm-hmm. You can't compare what it started from to what it is. It'd be like watching The Simpsons on Tracy Ullman. And, and then, then seeing him in season nine, now. you gotta yeah. you gotta put it in perspective. You know, it's all timing, it's all growing. Um, How about the Ramones? Now, see the Ramones. They're, they're more eighties, though, right? No, they're, they? they're the seventies. Like they Blondie's se- the seventies. Blondie's and like, a good and like all call. the CBJB artists. But the thing is, that was like a, a subsection of a short period of time. Now, some of them, because the Ramones literally just had a couple like. I mean, I'm not the biggest Ramones fan. I respect it. Just like when you mentioned Sex Pistols, I'm like, dude, they had one album. Yeah. Most they only knew we three chords. We missed a huge band. Yeah, who? Oh, we missed one or who? And I don't get them at all. Please, Kiss. I mean, who was bigger than Kiss in the '70s? Exactly. Wow. It's like their music is terrible. But yeah, I, 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 my buddies argue this. I have two friends uh, of mine that are fucking diehard Kiss fans. Mm, They're brothers. I don't get that. I don't get them. Yeah. I don't get it. But imagine being a, imagine being a 13 year old kid. Seeing these rock gods and doll boots doing the tongue thing, and you're being again. Your parents also at the time are probably like, "I don't want you listening to that band Kiss. They worship the devil." Of course, you're gonna want to listen to yeah. them. You're gonna think they're cool. Exactly. Well, that, but that's that, my my point is, is that even as an adult, I listen to the music. Like I get the Stones. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of the Stones, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. I mean, I am, but I'm not. It's not like I listen to them and go, "Oh, they fucking." You know what I mean? Which they don't listen to. I say, if you ever want to be a Stones fan, I think the album that you'll appreciate. Listen, I mean, from start to finish, 
Exile on Main Street will blow your well, mind. Well, you know what got me into the Stones is Scorsese, because like I associate all those songs sure, with yeah. those with the movie, and then you're like, because I didn't grow up around that shit. Like my my mom, you know, they weren't into that. They were in a disco. They were real Guidos. They were in a disco and Frankie Valli and you know, which that is great music. Yeah, dude, great. I've never been more excited for a TV show than I am about vinyl. The Scorsese Terrence yeah. Winery project about with uh, Bobby Cannavale, who I think is yeah. one of the best working actors out there, who's doing basically what we're talking about yep. about discovering these rock stars. Excuse me, <clears throat> in the seventies. All right, so we get. I'm, I'm getting the list together. You guys ch- chat it up. About hey, what about the honorable mention or possibly on the list of Stevie Wonder? Yeah, I'm for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Or what about Michael Jackson? I Jackson mean, Five yeah, is yeah, actually but 70s. that's eighties again. That's what, no, when no, did, Jackson when did, Five. Off the Wall came out in 1979. But, but, ja- the Jackson but Five, the a, Jackson Five would be the seventies. Yeah, the Jackson Five would be the seventies. Yeah, guys, you know what sucks is that if you just because you hit me this up, you gave me said top bands of the seventies, like literally at ten in the morning. Yeah. and I was like, "Fuck!" I'm like, wash my face and brush my teeth. If you would have told me this yesterday, oh, I would have come in with the <laughs> fucking dude. We do things very last minute here, know, Josh. But I thought we were. I thought we were just gonna. <laughs> we See, were just dude, gonna it, talk about Wu Tang. Just, and just the for the record, let's just let's just put this out. There. Sure. In my opinion, please, which is you know the only one that counts. <laughs> yeah, the seventies. Telling the truth. The seventies. The seventies for music, television, and movies, mm-hmm. untouched by any fucking decade. You really? Can, I don't. I, I I say the. All 80s. right, let's look at the top I movies of the, all time. I, but I look at the. Let's look at the top movies of sure, all time. Okay. The Godfather. Okay. Rocky. Okay. Star Wars. Jaws. Close Encounters, The Amityville Horror, E.T., The Exorcist, E.T.'s, E.T.'s early 82, 80s, 82. Yeah, you're even right. the fucking airplane movies. The let's, ju- let's look at the, the hygiene, Bad Teeth, no, wait, Greasy Hair, no, 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 all, all in the Family, Maude, The Jeffersons, Ugh. okay? I'll agree and with television. what you say. I don't know about television, but I'll, but I'll say they, that was when television changed. The reason the 70s are so dope is because in the late 60s, the Hollywood studio system failed with Cleopatra, and they were like, we don't know what to do, so we got all these young filmmakers coming out of USC. Let's give them a million dollars and see what they can do and let them do a dope well, script. Listen, and the, that's Scorsese, but Lucas, saying, Spielberg. I'm saying, though, all of this great, everything came to a head there. It wasn't all about the marketing yet. But Star all, Wars, but, Star Wars, let hit that ball. Well, that was the beginning, that was the beginning yeah. of it. Keep, it was about the writing, the performing, the directing. It was everything. I think it was the whole whole shebang. Even with music, though. Look, look how many bands. Sure. Look at all these bands that we're debating. Okay, mm-hmm. of all and these, you could argue all fucking time for sure, all time, and none of them sound the same. Not one of the Zeppelin doesn't sound like the Stones. Doesn't sound like Floyd. Doesn't sound like the Bee Gees. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound like Queen. It's fucking insane how much talent because they put their time in. I think it was the perfect storm. They they played their own instruments. They were all talented and they put their time in. It wasn't, hey, you're going to go on a fucking TV show and sing other people's songs. Now, you can make that argument for the 50s when mm-hmm. they used to make bands and shit and put people together. And You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the 70s, dude, I mean, look it's, at this list. But look at also the, the era of what was going on in the world at that time. You know what I mean? Dude, people thought... In the 60s and the 70s, really, like the world was, the government was going to fall and everything was going to come to an end. People were getting, you know, people were getting assassinated. There's protests constantly. It's very similar to where we are uh, now, but not for nothing. Yeah, uh, in the 40s and 50s, oh, it almost did come to an end. I know that. Yes, <laughs> the whole but, world was at war. <laughs> we were, right, we it really were, did. But but what I mean is just that that's what brought out 
you know, that's why I feel like, and not to change the subject, but that's why I'm really enjoying, the only rapper I really enjoy that's that's relevant, in my opinion, right now is Kendrick Lamar, because he's saying uh, something, he's saying something about us, he's doing a social commentary, instead of just rapping about, I got money, I got bitches, I got weed, I got this, uh, like, the hip-hop, is, I mean, it's there's crap great, now, it's crap there's now. great hip-hop out there, you just gotta look for it, but it's like, Which we shouldn't sad. have to, we shouldn't we, have to, dude, in the 90s, same thing with stand-up, Tribe Called Quest was just given to us, and it was like, this is the band, and they were saying something, and the rhymes were this or even like Wu-Tang or, or Biggie or, and, but it's like it's terrible now and, and, and again because I'm much older than you guys not much you're like what like five years older than me I'm 36 yeah you're you're, yeah. Like, you're like early you're like 30 anyways <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no the point is is when when Wu-Tang was Wu-Tang was literally fucking selling shit out of trunks they mm-hmm. weren't getting love from the labels you know um it's it's crazy to me how, it, it, as the industry itself, first of all, you don't see anybody in the comedy clubs anymore. I don't even know what it's like in music, but it's still packed. Your still job, good. like if I if I'm a football guy mm-hmm. and I and I hear that there's a, I, I, it's my job to go to college games and high school games and recruit and see firsthand how good somebody is. Sure. If just imagine if the NFL signed people without going to scout them out and just because they're told, hey, this guy's good, mm-hmm. and they're like, all right, fuck it, they're being lazy, you know? Yeah. Dude, what about the uh, Grateful Dead? Now, no, 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 I don't no, get no, 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 the. What about the who? There you go. That's a band. Hi right, guys, we got we got to wrap it up. Man. <laughs> Steely this is Dan. just getting started. I, could, I know. Leonard this is Skinner. this is the problem with our podcast and the fucking yeah. the suits that run our yeah. Our this company. fucking bullshit corporate right suits. <laughs> the suits. No, she she's just a Michael. she's just a they pawn. sit up there and they're fucking high towers and they're fucking fifty four story offices. Never, you know what's funny, Brett? I've known you for eight years. I've never had a forty five minute conversation with you come to an end. So with you ending it, yeah, with you going, all right, guys, that's our time. I'm like honorable mention. This is we got an honorable mention: uh, Steely Dan, Journey, uh, Leonard Skinner, Rush. Journey. What about Rush? What about see, but you're fucking right here, dog? Oh shit! What about the Bee Gees? Yeah, Bee Gees are in the top ten. All right, yo, you got you got you got to call it. Right, here. You know, I hate this because I do can, feel rushed. I feel forced, but we got to do can it. Can we have a collective number one first? I want to say uh, your vote. All right, I feel this. Just say it just so we can without say it. saying anything. Right. I'm going Zeppelin. I'm going to go uh, sentimentally David Bowie. I'm going to say Led Zeppelin as well. But All it was right. a tie between Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd. It's, it's Wait, Led Zeppelin. So we it's go, Led Zeppelin. We go Zep number it's one. Zep number one. Yeah. Uh, number two, I say Stones. Yeah. I only said Bowie because he it. just died. It's no, clearly Led Zeppelin's number one. Guys, we got 35 seconds. Bowie influenced Kanye West. So, yes, we'll see. Bowie is up there. Bowie's music still number two? influences. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the Rolling Stones agree okay. with you. Zep, Stones. Um, Floyd. Floyd. BGs? No, Floyd, and then out of respect, I mean, I don't get them, but you got to go kiss. Yeah. You got to go wings, though, man. And then I go BGs, and I go Van Halen. Oh, well, I'm sorry. No, David, fuck that. Put fuck David that. Bowie I'm putting somewhere. Queen over kiss. Yeah, put, put, put David Bowie on there as well, dude. Queen, and then I got, uh, and then I got kiss. And then the BGs. All right, we got to go. All right, Kiss. listen, Pete's tweets real fast. I want to shout out Johnny Sachs, Joshua Ortiz, and uh, Travis Richard. All had great suggestions for lists. We'll definitely hit them up. Make sure you go to uh, hairandteeth.com to check out where I'm at and uh, go to brettearns.com to check out where Brett is at. Make sure you hashtag Y-O-T-L. You're on the list. And Josh Adam Myers. Can do me? Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's uh, at Josh Adam Myers across the board. You're like right here. You're selling your name. Don't forget Lil Tony <laughs> from <laughs> South Street. Over we, we, know, we, we, we always, uh, we always let right. you go. At Josh Adam Myers, J-O-S-H-A-D-A-M-M-E-Y-E-R-S on all social media, uh, dot com. Um, if uh, if you want to find out about the Comedy Jam, it's at the GD Comedy Jam. It's at the Lyric Theater uh, here in L.A. Uh, at the 
Lyric Theater if I ever said that. But we will be all over the country this year, uh, every major festival, every comedy and music. And just keep an eye, man. It's going to be it's We're gonna proud be of a you, real, pal. Thank you. I'm, We're proud I'm, of you. Dude, it's, and listen, not to get sentimental. I know this has got to wrap up, man. But it's, you know, Brett... You've been one of my closest friends. You've been one of my, my comedy Yodas. And, you know, big shout out to you. It's been four years since my buddy Ange passed away. And he's the reason. Dude, I sang In My Life by the Beatles last night to open the show for Ange. Because I wouldn't have been doing this show if it wasn't for Ange. If it wasn't for the Unknown Theater. If it wasn't for people saying to me, it's like, you're great at stand-up. But you got to figure out a way to do it with music. Yeah. And we put our heart and soul into that show. So if you get a chance to see it, I promise everybody, it's worth whatever we're charging. It is. Dude, that's it really awesome. is. And, awesome. I, and, and, and you'll do it Again, uh, Pete, I'm never booking you on. Come you get on. I got but... another date coming from you. I don't want to have to back you in a corner. <laughs> uh, by the way, February 6th, if you're in the L.A. area, I'm shooting my special, my comedy special at the uh, at the uh, Colony Theater in Burbank. If you want to get tickets, go to Los Angeles, Brett, with one T, at gmail.com, and I'll put you on the list. And Especially if you're on the list, make sure you rate us on fucking iTunes. God bless. Call your moms. Call your mom. Call your mama.